Hey guys, Ames here. We just wanted to let y'all know that we see all the new reviews and we wanted to thank you all so much for stepping up and giving us your thoughts. Even the lower rated ones have constructive criticism that we can actually use to improve rather than the simple, you guys suck. Um, so sincerely from our hearts, thank you so much. Um, and of course we really do love the five stars. Um, this is our last episode for a few weeks while we take some time to handle our real life shit, but we'll be back with a bonus episode or two in the in-between. So this is a great time to send us any ghost stories of your own you'd like for us to read on the air. <clears throat> Andy, <clears throat> you know, whenever you get to it. Um, and yes, Grant, we've got yours in the queue. I also wanted to give you all fair warning that the town's fire whistle went off midway through recording this, and for some reason, neither of us acknowledged that or tried to do a retake on it. I don't know what happened there. We both just kind of kept on keep it on. Um, so enjoy that, and we'll see you September 2nd. And as always, thanks for potting with us. <laughs> Welcome to my favorite haunting, the podcast that rambles. I'm Mel. I'm Ames, the culprit of all the rambling, usually. This is episode 30. 30. 30. I'd say it in Spanish, but my pronunciation's not that great. I don't know. 30? Right? Sure. I think so. You look so proud of yourself right now. Because I remembered it, because I was like, wait, do I remember it? It's been so long yeah. since I took Spanish. Like, I could write it, but my pronunciation is so, so bad. I don't want to embarrass myself like that. Well, I could spell nothing in Spanish to save my life, but I can say things pretty well. At least that's what my go. tutor said. Oh, okay. <laughs> so we'll take you to Mexico. You'll be, you be the translator. Uh, I don't remember anything. I can ask for the bathroom. I don't know what the answer is. That was like France. I figured out how to ask for the bathroom was really quick. But I couldn't understand the answer. <laughs> I had to hope they pointed. <laughs> like, please take pity on me and don't give me a full answer because I clearly don't speak French. <laughs> but no, every time it'd be a really detailed explanation oh, in wow. French. No pointing. Really? Like, oh, okay. Mercy. And go like to the next person. <laughs> Where's the bathroom? <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway. Episode 30. It's the last of our, of this, like, segment <laughs> of 10. Yay. Cool. We made it this far. Looks like we made it. Um, I just have to apologize. I'm just really, really exhausted and just really, like, so I'm trying, but I'm a little... I'm a little, where's my bed? Uh, yeah, so episode 30, and then we're going to put a, uh, we're going to take a little break. There's going to be a bonus episode put out somewhere during that time, but we're going to take a few weeks, regroup, as we always do. Probably, I think we'll be back after we do the Rolling Hills. Okay. So, I want to say, what's? I was going to say September 1st, but. Whatever that Monday. The, I want to say the first Monday of September. How does that sound to you? It's the second. Okay. 
September 2nd. <laughs> and then what we'll do, maybe we'll do like a bon- another bonus episode for Rolling Hills. Okay. If it's a productive thing, maybe. Possibly. Um, it's also, the, so this is also, the, it's the last episode of the set of 10. And it's also the last episode before we close the Go Name Yourself contest. That's right. Officially, that you have until... July 31st, I'm going to say 11.59 p.m. 11.59.59 p.m., right? <laughs> sure. Uh, U.S. East Coast time, New York time, on July 31st to get your submissions in. And then we'll put them all up to a vote. You guys will all vote on them, and we will declare an ultimate winner. And that is what you will all forever henceforth be known as. So make it a good one. Yes. <laughs> or or make it a bad one. I don't care. I'm not going to be called that. I'm just going to call <laughs> all of you that. <laughs> um, is it? Are we going to hold off the announcement till we come back, or are we yes. going to announce? Okay. Yes, we'll come back with a bang. We'll come back and announce the winner, and y'all get to know what you're being called in episode 31. Um, and you also will only have, as of this point, I don't know, like a week and a half to sign up for our ghost hunt at Rolling Hills. Yes. There's only four slots left. As of the time of this recording. <laughs> yeah. So, cause you noticed the last episode we also said four, we recorded the last episode 20 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but email, DM Somehow contact us if you're interested in that. We'll get you all the details. Um, There's a form you have to fill out to register. So we want to make sure that the facility, the the kind people that will be hosting us have enough time to process all of that and get it ready to go for us. So, And it's a private hunt. It's just our group. We're not sharing space with anybody else. So It'd be nice to have all 10 slots filled. It it would be. Um, Not totally necessary. We can make it work with, with who we have, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm more like, it'll be so fun. <laughs> I haven't hunted in a long time. I have never, so. That's not true. First time. Well, I don't know if that counts. <laughs> <laughs> I count it. I mean, that's how you learn. Yeah. You make mistakes, that's how you learn. It's fine. <laughs> I've made mistakes. Not singing into the microphone, but I've made mistakes. <laughs> It was funny. I'm laughing on the inside. Inside. (laughs) Should we tell some ghost stories? Sure, let's talk about some ghosts. Mine's really short. Mine's pretty good this time. So, I was partially attracted to this one because... I don't even remember how I found it, but I was just Googling stuff. I was just Googling like haunted places. Mm-hmm. And I found this place in Germany and I'm German of German descent. And yeah, it's nowhere near where in Germany my family is from, but <laughs> I was still like Germany. And it like, I know there's a bazillion haunted places in Germany, but for some reason this was the only one that came up in that particular search. And mm-hmm. I was just like, yeah, sure. That sounds cool. So it's the Wolf's Egg Castle. Mm. Yes, Wolf's Wolf's Egg. So like a wolf's egg. Wolves lay eggs. Wolves don't lay eggs, though. Um, 
So, and well, it's, so it's more than just the castle though. So it's the wolf's egg castle and the hole. <laughs> and the hole. <laughs> the hole. I'm assuming the hole is nearby. It's nearby. It's in the woods behind. Um, not far. They, I think somebody said maybe like a hundred meters or so. Okay. Um, so it was originally built in the 13th century. Um, and it, it, Wolf's Egg is about 139 kilometers north of Munich. So I Google mapped it and it's about an hour and a half drive. Okay. <laughs> I feel like that's easier to say than convert, trying to convert like miles and stuff. Um, to be fair, there was pretty heavy traffic at the time though. So <laughs> it's probably a shorter drive than that if there's no traffic. Okay. Um, so in the 15th century, <laughs> this guy, Ulrich, Ulrich or Ulrich? Ulrich. Oh, I don't know. Probably Ulrich, I would think. Ulrich von Leber and his wife, Clara von Helfenstein. They lived in the castle. He owned it. He was a knight. Um, and since he was a knight, he wasn't there very often. He traveled a lot for, like, mich- missions, I guess. I don't know. Campaign? What do knights do? I think it, they were called campaigns. I don't know. Whatever. He traveled for work. Doing his nightly duty. <laughs> his nightly duty or his nightly duty? Either one. <laughs> you said duty. Um, well, he traveled, regardless, he traveled for work a lot. So he wasn't really there. So Clara needed someone, you know, she needed a man to keep her safe. Cute eye roll. Um, well, but I mean, in the 15th century, she's living in a big castle. I mean, I guess. And he's a knight, you know, maybe she might be a target for like a revenge, like assassination. Yeah. I don't know. Um, although it wasn't other people she needed to be worried about hint that's foreshadowing Uh um so enter george mahler who owned the hammer mule which is from what i gathered so a restaurant i guess i couldn't so google translate couldn't translate it for me so i just googled it and unless there's just a restaurant called hammer mule um, I think it's a, it's a type of, it's definitely a business. Okay. <laughs> um, so that was, and he owned that in, uh, Heitzenhofen. I love Germany. <laughs> <laughs> they, so, so yeah. So he comes in to save the day Okay. and they have an affair. Oh, nice. Surprise, surprise. Uh, oh, and BT dubs. George was Ulrich's arch enemy. Oh, okay. <laughs> they had a feud. So this was like a double, like, I'm going to keep your woman safe and I'm going to sleep with her every night. Oh. Um, so Ulrich finds out fairly quickly <laughs> that this is happening and he hires two farmers. I'm sorry. My typing was, I don't know what I did. I wrote the wrong two. And I, I, fixing it now really doesn't matter, but it's throwing me off. <laughs> like, cause I go, I'm going to read it and I'm like, what? <laughs> So he hires two farmers uh, to act as assassins to kill his wife. And they did. Um, They snuck into her bedroom and assassinated her in the middle of the night. Um, I don't know about George's fate. Yeah, I was was, was confused why he wouldn't have been... Yeah, why wouldn't you go after him first, right? Or if he wanted to take care of him himself. I don't know. I don't know. Soon after, so the first account that I read, 
says that like very soon after that, Ulrich and his two sons suddenly died. But everything else I read about it says that they just disappeared. Ooh. And it's thought that, okay, we don't get to that. Um, <laughs> so, um, so she's dead. Him and the sons go missing. So there's really like, there's technically no owner of the castle. The castle is abandoned. Um, the town of Wolf's Egg, the, um, they used it to shelter families that mm-hmm. didn't have homes. Okay. Um, but there was nobody, like nobody like really upkept it or anything. So mm-hmm. it was still deteriorating and th- like they were just using it as shelter. Um, in more recent years, restoration efforts began, um, some I couldn't find a name, but it said some um, eccentric wealthy man purchased <laughs> it and began to restore it. Um, and restoration still going on. Um, it's done largely by teams of volunteers. Okay. So I don't know where to go next. Do I go to the hole or do I talk about Clara? I'll talk about Clara. So it's pretty short and sweet. As far as the haunting goes, uh, she haunts the castle as a woman in white. And so a woman in white is its own category of ghost Okay, because they act like, I mean, they're ghosts, but they kind of act like poltergeists, Mm -hmm. which are two different things. So I guess they kind of like, and they meld into one and become (laughs) a woman in white. But now what if you're a guy? Are you a man in white? Or do you, are you still, I don't know. Um, although poltergeist activity usually centers around females anyway. So, um, but so she's, her apparition has been seen. Um, she likes to roam the halls and in particular her bedroom. Mm -hmm. Um, and they, there's a lot of poltergeist activity in the castle and they pretty much just blame her for it. I mean, like stuff being moved, thrown across rooms, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, door slamming, you know, the typical visitors have also reported unexplained light anomalies, uh, which would be your orbs. And then I wrote and full bodied apparitions, but I kind of already implied that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so that's Clara. So now for the whole, so I guess the, so from the other, from most of the articles that I read, because the one was like, they died suddenly, Mm -hmm. but then um, everything else said that they disappeared. And a few of those said that they were last seen in the vicinity of the hole. So behind the castle is woods. Mm-hmm. And about a hundred, allegedly about a hundred yards or so into the woods, into the woods, sorry. Um, I can't help myself. Um, there's this hole and it's basically like a big crevice kind of deep in. Um, they, the locals just, they refer to it as the hole. Like mm-hmm. there's no special name for it or anything. It's just the hole. <laughs> so a, co- a few of the things that I read said that they had last been seen in that vicinity. Mm-hmm. So they kind of blame the hole, like something. So the thing with the hole, <laughs> it's this big, dark, scary hole, but these weird noises come out of it. Mm-hmm. So they think that some kind of monster lives down there. Okay. Which it might not necessarily be a monster. It mm-hmm. might be some kind of unidentified species. Uh, it could be a band of cannibals. I don't know. <laughs> um, it could be something supernatural. Um, but these weird noises like howls and growls and like these like menacing kind of like 
noises are heard from there. And Germany's a landlocked country, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not the ocean, like a cave kind of no. thing. <laughs> um, in the 20s, a team of investigators went down to explore. Uh-oh. They didn't find anything alive, but they found a lot of skeletons. Ooh. Um, mostly animals. Okay. Um, so their logical thought was, well, some kind of predator is calling this its home. Mm-hmm. Except there's bear skeletons down there. What? What preys on a bear? Uh... A yeti? Do they? I don't know. What's that that thing on Hoth that Luke cuts its arm off at the beginning of Empire Strikes Back? I don't know. What's that thing called? I I forget. I know it has a name. I can't remember what it is, but that guy, (laughs) that guy might live down there. Um, Is Germany that cold? (laughs) I don't, I have no idea. I mean, in the winter, maybe, maybe not Hoth cold. I don't know. Wow. A bear. Um, most of the skeletons were old, but some were fresh. Ew. Yeah. That means stuff was probably still attached. Um, yeah. Ew. Uh, and there have been numerous disappearances reported from that area of people going into the, like, in, like, going into the woods and being seen, like, that's the last place that they were seen is in the vicinity of the hole. And then they were never seen again. And that includes um, Ulrich and his sons. Don't go down the hole. Don't go down the hole. Lucky, go down the hole. I, that's exactly what I was thinking. And I was trying not to say it. <laughs> I was thinking ever since I said the hole, it's been stuck in my head. Lucky, go down the hole. <laughs> oh. Um, yeah. So like I said, short and sweet. That's that. Um, the castle is open for tours. Uh, oh, so this girl, Amy, not me, from Amy's Crypt, um, amyscrypt.com, she, so she has a YouTube channel also, and I was watching her video about this, and um, she, if you want to visit the castle, so they go, but there was, I guess at the time that they went, there was nothing posted online about it, like no hours or mm-hmm. anything. So they go, and they walk up to the door, and the sign's in German. Oh, so she looks at the um, the guy that she's with has the camera. And so she looks at the camera and she goes, what's that say? Do you know what that says? And he looks at it and he goes, um, open Saturday, Sundays, and holidays from 10 to 4, from May till September. <laughs> so I don't know what time of year that they went, but whatever day that they were there was closed. <laughs> Is what it basically meant. Mm-hmm. So um, if you are in that area and you want to go visit, definitely plan in advance and um, to find out if they're open. Yeah. Um, but they do... I don't know if they do tours or if it's just kind of like going and look around on your own or what. But that's the Wolf's Egg Castle in Germany. Were you able to find any pictures of the hole? Mm-mm. Okay. So I was just wondering, uh, like, if it's easy to, like, walk into this hole or <laughs> do people, like, fall, like, you know, I'm just trying to figure out what kind of, what kind what of kind shape. kind of hole? 
Um, I, you know, cause like yeah. all the skeletons and like, how did they go investigate? Did they have to go spelunking? Did they have to like mountain climb down it or, you know, that kind of stuff? Yeah. I don't know. And I mean, maybe all of those animals just fell down there. I, yeah, this another, but that that's a lot of animals just fall in a hole. Like, yeah. Don't animals watch where they're walking? <laughs> yeah. And the, like the. The growls and stuff that come out of it. Like, howls, okay, like maybe an animal fell and like broke a leg and it's in pain. But growls? Mm. I don't know. Okay, so I guess that makes it my turn. So I did the Theatre Royal, Drury Lane, London, England. Or the (gasps) Drury Lane Theatre. Is that where the Muffin Man lives? The Muffin Man? Yeah, the Muffin Man. Yes, the Muffin. No, I don't. He know lives idea. on Drury Lane. Appar- apparently. <laughs> Please tell me you got that. Yes, I okay. did. I know the Muffin Man. Jeez. But she's married to the Muffin Man. Yes, the Muffin Man. The Muffin Man. <laughs> Not my gumdrop button. Sorry. <laughs> Poor Gingy. (laughs) Okay, so a lot of my information came from an article by Neil Planner. He is a writer, actor, comedian, and travel blogger. And he was current, well, when he wrote his piece on it, he was current, he was in a production of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory that they were putting on. So, um, some of the history for the Drury Lane Theatre is the oldest London theatre still in use. It stands in the eastern part of the city of Westminster. The original building opened May 7, 1663, and it was built by Thomas Killingrew, and it was closed between 1665 and 1666, but then it reopened and it prospered until it was destroyed by fire in 1672. The theater has a lot of trouble with fire. Apparently. <laughs> um, a new theater was rebuilt on the same site in 1674 um, by Christopher Rennes as the architect. And then it was almost brought to ruin by the mismanagement of Charles Fleetwood. And it was rescued in 1747 when David Garrick took over. And then um, that theater was demolished in 1791. And a new fireproof theater was built between 1791 and 1794. I'm sorry, fireproof and 1790-anything. I feel like don't belong (laughs) in the same sentence. Well, it is in quotes, fireproof. (laughs) And it was designed by Henry Holland, and it burned down in 1809. Yeah, it did. That fireproof thatched roof. (laughs) And uh, then another theater was designed by Benjamin Wyatt and opened in 1812, which this 1812 building is the building that is still standing today. 
So, I mean, by 1812, they figured it out. (laughs) (laughs) Only took 200 years. And then it was taken over by Augustus Harris in 1879. And beginning in the mid-1920s, the theater started also featuring musicals. And one thing I forgot to mention earlier was back when this theater was built, they had to have, like, a special contract or a special thing signed by the um, king or queen at the time allowing them to put on productions for theaters. So it was like one of the few that were allowed to open Hmm. at the time. Which I thought was interesting that they needed special permission to... Yeah, I wonder why that is. I didn't come across the reason why in my research, but uh, I probably should have looked into that. (laughs) Uh, During World War II, it was the headquarters of the Entertainment's National Service Association, and this organization was set up in 1939 by Basil Dean and Leslie Henson to provide entertainment for British and Allied armed forces during World War II and subsequent wars. And I think that association actually still does the same thing today. But not at this theater anymore. (laughs) On May 7th, 1963, the Drury Lane... Drury Lane celebrated its tricentennial. And from the Second World War, the theater had primarily hosted long-running musicals, including Oklahoma, My Fair Lady, 22nd Street, and Miss Saigon, which was its longest-running show to date. The theater is now owned by composer Andrew Lloyd Webber, which I didn't realize like I read something about him doing something with the theater before I read this particular tidbit and I was like oh that's nice he's doing stuff with the theater and then I'm like oh he owns it that's why (laughs) and then on the 15th of May 2013 um, Andrew Lloyd Webber revealed a four million pound restoration of the theater to mark its 350th anniversary. So he like restored a lot of the public areas to their original 1810 designs. And I think by now all that is finished, all that's completed. So that was uh, all there was for the history of Drury Lane Theater. So on to the haunting, we have so some of the non-specific things that happen at the theater, because I have several very specific things, are uh, sudden gusts of winds have been experienced and strange knockings and sharp intakes of breath have been heard. There are reports of tugged trouser legs, Mustaches getting stuck onto mirrors. What? Like, like the the fake like mustaches and for um, oh, like for costumes for costumes and I'm stuff. Like, I'm like, what are those guys doing that their mustaches are getting? And I'm picturing like, remember that kid in a Christmas story gets his tongue stuck to the pole? 
Yes. I was picturing the mustache stuck to the mirror. No, it's just the costuming mustache. Like, are they practicing making out <laughs> with a mirror before they go? I don't know. And um, I like my version better. And people hearing their names being called out. Nope. By Mm-mm. people, either there's no one there or by, I guess, a different voice than any of the people that are in their show or whatever. Dislike. Uh, several reports of crashing noises, things banging up against doors, and of al- almighty fallings. <laughs> almighty fallings. Yep. That's, that's how it was stated. So um, there's an account from Mark Fox, the Drury Lane Theater archivist. Um, he has heard his name called out late at night and strange crashing noises against his door, and his dog is afraid to go down certain corridors in the building. Puppy, no. So, that's like basic stuff. Now we got specific entities that we're going to be talking about. First, we have the man in gray. I was about, when you were asked about if it's a man, would he be called a man in white? Then becomes a man in gray. Well, but there's a lady in gray too. Yeah. So I'm, I was going to say it's a possibility. I have a story about a man Mm. in gray. I was going to say, but I held it back. But now here it is. Um, he wears an 18th century hat. Um, most say it's like a tricorn hat, like Mm -hmm. the. I don't know. I I just like revolutionary people with the three points on their head. Mm -hmm. (laughs) A wig, a cloak, and a cloak, and is seen in the fourth row of the upper circle between the hours of 10 and 6. 10 at night and 6 in the morning. If you're... Um... Uh, then he walks along the row of seats and through a wall near the royal box. When the refurbishment of the theater was going on in the 1840s, behind that wall, a cavity was found that contained a skeleton with a knife in its chest. Of fucking course it did. So many legends have arisen as that is who the man in black is. Is that guy that was buried behind with the wall. With a knife still in his chest. Dude. The sightings of the man in gray began in the 20th century. The biggest was in 1939 when the entire cast of The Dancing Years saw him. I guess they were on the stage doing a photo shoot and were looking up towards the seats and um, most of them saw him walking by. And he is also seen sometimes through swinging doors. It didn't say specifically where. I don't know if up in that area they have some swinging doors that like um, for the people to come get their seats up in that area. Um, But the door swings and just for an instant you see a man standing there and it's also thought to be the man in gray. Mm -mm. But then like when the door swings back he's not there. He's gone. No, I hate those. (laughs) Oh, 
Okay, so next we have the ghost of Dan Leno, famed both for his clogged dancing routine and his portrayal of a pantomime dame. Which, for those who don't know what a dame is, it's a lady. It's a, it's an an older lady, and I don't know. I don't know if there's anything more specific about than it's just the lady or... Well, I mean, that's very, like, kind of, like, 30s, 40s slang. Like, that's that's some dame. Yeah, I don't... You know, but like, like, instead like, of woman, they said dame. Yeah, but it's, like... I don't know, that was, like, his title for that character, I guess. Because he was, like, in clown makeup, so he had, like, mm-hmm. the white face and stuff, and but he dressed up like a lady and did his routine and his clog dancing. Um, so he, um, apparently goes around wrapping his walking stick on dressing room doors and you can hear him dancing in his clogs and smelling and you smell lavender oil and they think this is lavender oil is associated with him because he used to use that to drown out the odor of his chronic incontinence. Oh, no. The comedian Stanley Lupino claimed to have seen the ghost of Dan Leno in a dressing room in the backstage area. So then there's a an account from a person in 1981 during the performance of the Pirates of Penzance, Nick Bromley, the company manager was standing in the wings one night watching the performance when suddenly he was pushed violently from behind. He spun around but found that there was nobody there. The next night, an actress was standing in exactly the same spot when somebody tugged on her wig from behind. She too found no one behind her when she turned to investigate. People passing what was once Leno's dressing room have also reported hearing a rhythmic drumming sound emanating from the room. This is believed to be the sound of his ghost rehearsing his famous clog dancing routine over and over again. I feel like I would get annoyed hearing clog dancing (laughs) over and over and over again. So next we have the mysterious helping hand ghost. It's either this Dan Leno, or it's um, another ghost we, were, we will talk about in a moment, uh, the name of Joseph Grimaldi, who nudges actors into better positions on the stage and pats <laughs> them on the back when they have got a laugh. <laughs> That's awesome. Positive reinforcement. Yeah. So Joseph Grimaldi, he is the father of mon- modern clownery. Clownery. Wait, does he have any relation to Grimaldi's pizza? I have no idea. But he is why some people call clowns joeys. I've never heard that. Me neither. (laughs) But apparently it's it's a popular name for clowns in England because they they say it like it's a thing. Is Liz our only contact over there? Can she find this out for us? Liz, what do you think? Do you call clowns joeys? I know you're not in England, but but apparently he's the one that like came up with the white face and the like the way clowns are yeah. made up nowadays that everyone uses. Like he started that whole thing, and he is 
renowned for administering a mischievous kick to actors, cleaners, and usherettes alike. The the severed head of a clown seen floating in one of the boxes also is uh, attributed to being Joseph's disembodied head because uh, apparently one of his final wishes was that he his head should be severed from his body prior to burial and they uh, carried that out for him. Why? Is this have, so because he doesn't become a zombie? I have no idea, but that's what he wanted, and that's what they did for him, and... and now his head just floats around. Yep, up in one of the boxes. It's just a floating clown no. head. No, if I were walking to my box at night and saw just the head of a clown floating around, I would actually, in real life, lose my shit. <laughs> And <laughs> I would probably leave very quickly. <laughs> I don't do clowns. <laughs> Although, speaking of clowns, did you see the new It trailer? No. After I just say I don't do clowns. <laughs> I sat in the wrong movie theater by accident the other day. Ooh. And <laughs> I went to see Aladdin. Mm-hmm. And the trailer for... <laughs> I was the only one. The theater was empty. And the trailer for It came on, and I'm looking around, and I'm like, nope. Why do they put this trailer on Aladdin? Where is everybody? The theater was almost sold out. I was in the wrong theater. Shame. Aladdin was good, though. If anybody wondered. Okay, so, um... The last... Not the last. The next to last we have is the great but troubled actor Charles Macklin appears backstage wandering the corridor, which now stands in the spot where, in 1735, he killed fellow actor Thomas Hallman in an argument over a wig. Listen, wigs are expensive. Okay. He shouted... God damn you for a blackguard scab rascal. <clears throat> Thrusting his cane into Holland's face and piercing his left eye. Oh. And that's how he killed the guy. So I guess it wasn't maybe not on purpose. Manslaughter. And so the last one we have is the jacket tugging ghost. Who likes to tug your jacket when you are bowing and to goose dancing girls and plays around with wigs, false mustaches, and props. Is he the one sticking the mustaches to mirrors? Maybe. <laughs> and then one last note is the show in, it's, I'm assuming it's a London or England based show called Most Haunted investigated the theater for episode 10 of the first series. It was interesting. Um, I don't know, because it's the only episode of it I've watched, so I don't know the the people very mm-hmm. well. So the medium guy, does, is he on every episode? I, I oh. haven't. Oh, I thought you said you watched Most Haunted. I've seen it. Okay. I, I haven't sat down and like watched the entire show. Okay. 
as I thought you meant you've watched it for like research purposes or something. Yeah, probably like once or twice. Okay. I don't know who's who. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I don't know if he's being overly dramatic because he's channeling the spirits of actors or if this is the way he <laughs> is all the time. <laughs> but it just seemed a little over the top. So I don't know how to take uh, his performance <laughs> on on this uh, episode because I have not seen him do anything from any other location mm-hmm. that does not have actors involved because he was he was very you know theatrical mm-hmm. and uh, reading the emotions of the theater. <laughs> yes, um, one thing of note that happened that was interesting because three of the people that were investigating saw this. Um, they were walking down a hallway toward a staircase and all three of them just saw a pair of legs, just a pair of legs, just do kind of doing like a shuffle step kind of looking thing mm-hmm. on the staircase. And they all freaked out and ran back. So they put this camera up at the end of the hallway Um, shooting down towards the direction they were walking. I'm not sure exactly why they didn't explain why they set up the camera there very well. I think they got too freaked out about seeing the legs. (laughs) But they all walked down toward the staircase, and they saw the legs, and they, like, all three of them freaked out and started running back toward the camera. (laughs) Come on, guys. That's unprofessional. Don't be a Brian. (laughs) And then I I don't know if they were trying to, like, get the camera so they could go, because they didn't have a camera with them. It was the only camera with them. And they had set it down to do, I don't know if it was some kind of, like, ending the episode kind of shot where they're all walking out. Or, I don't know exactly what it was. But, yeah, it was funny. And the, the real, I guess there's this one guy that's really a skeptic because he was just, like, when the medium guy was doing his thing, he mm-hmm. was just, like, over in the corner kind of, like, almost rolling his eyes. But he was like taking notes, but he was kind of like, like he wasn't sure what to make of what was going on there. But like, he was like, I saw those legs, you know, I don't know what happened, but I saw them. (laughs) So that was a little interesting thing that happened on that. Did they show up on the camera or the camera's facing a different way? The camera wasn't close enough to see the stairwell. Bummer. Exactly. But it was an interesting episode if you're look, looking to uh, see what they, all, what they all did there. You can find it on dailymotion.com. Most Haunted, episode 10. First series? I'm, they, they, call se- they call season series. Okay. Yeah. So. Like we call the entire show a series, but they call their season a series. Okay. Good to know. Um. If you come to Rolling Hills with us, running away is not tolerated. (laughs) That's evidence. Go get the evidence. (laughs) As long as you have a camera or some kind of thing in your hand, you can stand there very still and freak out in your head. I mean, we're there for the experience, right? Don't run away from the experience. Yeah, I don't know why they all ran away. Oh, there was a weird chain noise that they picked up on the camera, too. Hmm. Was it the chain that suspends the 
severed head of the clown. <laughs> yeah. They weren't, I don't even think they were in the actual theater part. They were out in like the foyer type place or something. Hmm. Like the big like staircase that mm-hmm. goes up until like where you go get your seats places. I don't know what that part's called. The lobby? Maybe. Yeah. That place. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, they were there when they heard the chains. Like, they heard them with themselves, and their camera caught it, too. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. And get ourselves a drink. Right? Maybe? I don't know. Uh, something. Yeah, but that was everything for the Theater Royal, Drury Lane, Dundant, England. That was a good one. I'm staring at your page, and there's so some of your sentences stick out by like one word, <laughs> and my eyes zeroed in on clog. <laughs> and I know we talked about the clog dancing, and I didn't even my brain went straight to like what's clogging toilets, moaning Myrtle. <laughs> yep, I'm tired. <laughs> that was a good one. Uh, yes, that one was. I was I was pleasantly surprised. I mean, pleased. I was pleased with the results of this one. Because you were pleasantly pleased? Sure. <laughs> I don't know. I think I'm tired, too. <laughs> well, I had a few, like, not-so-good ones lately, so I was happy when I got this one. Well, I mean, my last two were. <laughs> <laughs> I hope we're not already, like, petering out. Come on. Oh, no. That's why we're going to take a break, and we're going to do some deep, deep research and get some good ones out. Yeah. So it's another short one, but that's okay. Oh, it is? Yeah. I didn't think it was that short. We just hit an hour. Wow. And I mean, you know, I'll cut out a bunch. Well, we didn't ramble really, so a little bit. Not too much. A little bit. I'm going to earn those one stars, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Um... July 31st is your deadline to submit your name suggestions for Go Name Yourself contest. You can DM us on social media or you can email it, my favorite haunting at gmail.com. And August 10th is your deadline if you are interested in the Rolling Hills ghost hunt with us on August 26th. Make sure you, again, either DM us on social media or email us. Um, there's a registration form you have to fill out. Do that ASAP. There's only four spots left. Um, and that's it for us. We're going to take a little break. You're going to get a bonus episode sometime in here. So if you're subscribed to our podcast, it'll pop up for you. If you're not, well, subscribe, (laughs) rate and review. Follow us on social media. Yeah. Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Thanks for potting with us. That's all, folks. That's all. Oh, do I have to pay Warner Brothers royalties for that? I'm not sure. No. You're not supposed to say yes. I don't have money for that. You think I am? Well, cut it out then. <laughs> Cutting shit. It's already too short. We'll leave it all in. Now we just ramble. This is where we're going to ramble in.